to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, this is a show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things while they remain totally anonymous. I change everybody's name as well as everybody's voices. You could call me from an anonymous number. I don't even need to know who you are. I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show, you could send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Just follow me there at Strict Anonymous. I'm at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. Or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you want to just confess something while remaining anonymous, I have a naughty confessions hotline that you could call 24-7. That number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. What else do I have to tell you? Oh, if you want to comment on my episodes, go to YouTube. I'm doing lives there now. I'm trying to do a live after all my episodes air to talk about the episode. That's what I love about YouTube as a platform for my show because I get to interact with my listeners and just like continue talking about the episode slash topic that I just had on. So it's super fun over there. So go sign up for my YouTube if you want to do a live with me. You don't see my face. You see my torso. (laughs) I'm anonymous too on my show. So anyway, I'm going to get right to my caller today. His name is Blake. Now, Blake is partnered up with Kitty. I was supposed to talk to Kitty, okay? He sent me a whole email. Do you want us to talk to us together? Do you want to talk to us apart? And I said, let's do it apart. Like, I'll tape you and then tape her because they both had really super interesting backstories. Uh, but Kitty flaked. I should have had her call in first, okay? I've had, if I was, someone's going to flake, I would have rather been the guy because my female episodes, everyone's like loves them. But Kitty never called in. She flaked. I don't know what happened to her. But Blake called in and gave his whole side of their super interesting open relationship. These This couple, Blake and Kitty, were co-workers. He was kind of like her boss, I think. And uh, they started to hook up on the DL because she was still with somebody. And they just like went at it, sexually speaking, and put all their cards on the table. And from the get-go, they were doing all kinds of things with each other. They eventually fell in love and turned their sexual relationship into a real relationship. They live together now, and they do all kinds of things together. Do I keep saying the word together? (laughs) He's a switch. He likes, you know, a little BDSM. He likes anal. He's into guys. I think he said he's bisexual. He ha- he talks about his first experience with men, with guys when he was younger and how that came about. Uh, he gets into his first hookup with a guy. He talks about his ex-wife and how she found all his like pegging and strap-on stuff because he's into that as well and why that didn't work. He has a bit, a long history of like women cheating on him. So it's super interesting that this is a guy that now is able to watch his girl 
with other guys. They go to swingers club. He does have some sort of weird feelings about that. And we talk about it because I'm like very curious about that connection, right? Here you are a guy who has been cheated on a lot and now you're going to share your partner. How does that work? He talks about it. But anyway, he talks also about, you know, how he really wanted to explore. He saw male and female sex workers. He went to glory hole places. Uh, They currently go to swingers clubs like once a month. And their swingers club is cool. Like they have different nights you know, be the bisexual nights, gangbang nights. Uh, they typically play together. They talk about their rules and regulations and what's also on their bucket list of what they haven't done yet because they've done a lot. And he talks about all of it. He also has a fetish for latex. He gets into that too. So I'm telling you the whole episode. No, you got to hear all the details and he's going to get into them. So I am going to be right back on with Blake. Hi, Blake. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you this morning? Or it's actually nighttime for you, morning for me, because you're calling from Australia. Hey, Kathy. Yeah, it's about 11 o'clock at night. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. So let's get into your story. As I mean, you're in a relationship with your partner. Is it your Correct. wife or are you just your partner? Yep. Just my partner. We've been together for about three years now as, as a relationship, but we've been having fun, if you will, for about five years now. Now, did you go into your relationship with Kitty? Like, hey, let's like, you know, like were you guys both open about who you were and found each other like on a kink website and went in being an open couple or did that develop over time? Yeah, it, it developed over time. We worked together many years ago. I'm a bit older than she is. I've got about seven years on her. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was the the senior guy in the office a bit older and maybe I had that allure and that charm that, that won her. I'm not sure. But yeah, we, we worked together for a little while, became close as, as friends. And I think, you know, when you become good friends with someone, naturally... You know, you'll you'll have a couple of drinks and the texting will start to be a bit more curious and, you know, what are you into? How's your dating life? And she had a boyfriend at the time and, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an open person. You know, I'm sort of that Aussie culture of, you know, uh, no fucks given, as we say. So okay. I'll ask questions, I'll probe and, you know, see what's what just because one thing for me that, that sort of gets me off mentally is I love reactions of people. So when I'm with partners or or doing different things, not only do I want my own enjoyment, but seeing how other people react to either things I'm doing or the situation really sort of just is like fireworks in my head. Okay. Yeah, we, we spoke a bit and we sort of got to know more about each other's desires and kinks. And through my dating life, I've tried and, and done lots and lots of things you know from a, from an early age thinking about you know being with men or anal sex and you know I really got sort of down this rabbit hole in my late teen years of wanting a mistress and you know to be pegged and you know an obsession with latex and, and those sorts of things so my brain from an early age really went in every direction you can imagine and so through talking to Kitty you know, she had similar um, opinions and similar desires. And I think in life, you know, and I'll, I'll be a bit cheesy here for a, for a moment, Kathy, but I think in life they say you're lucky to meet a soulmate. I also think that you have a sexual soulmate. So if you're lucky to find someone who 
everything just clicks, right? Like the sexual side, the the chemistry there, you know, you just bounce off each other and really hit the, the double whammy, as they say, because, you know, her and I are in love and she's an amazing person. But if you remove that and it's purely a sexual thing, then I found my match. I found someone that just keeps me lit up all the time. Right. But now when you're, so you're, cause you're friends for a while before that, do we you were. guys just talk yep. about like the shit that you were into and that's how you figured <laughs> out you were the set, you know, you had this kind of compatibility or did you guys reveal all the stuff that you were into once you started dating? No, no, no. So through a lot of the talking and just, you know, developing that trust, you know, we, we'd mm-hmm. share different things about what we're into and, you know, like I'm an ass guy and I was into anal and those sorts of things with, with a woman. And not that I'm the most endowed guy in the world, but I hadn't really found a girl that was happy to try and, and, and to take me, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I remember one night we were, we were messaging back and forth. It was a bit sexual on Snapchat. If, and one thing that I want to do is, is meet a girl, you know, that I can, you know, fuck in the ass. And she sort of said, oh, I'm into anal. And I said, oh, yeah, a lot of girls say that. And then, you know, push comes to shove. They, they back out and, and those sorts of things. And. Lo and behold, she sends me back a photo of her, you know, with this like big pink dildo in her ass, like playing oh at home. God. And I was just like, I just fucking lost it. My brain just went <laughs> insane. It was like 4th of July or sort of New Year's Eve fireworks. I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, something I want is potentially attainable. Yeah. But I knew she had a partner. So I'm like, you've got a partner. Is it open? Is it closed? And she sort of said, oh, look, it's semi-open. I'm like, cool, when can you come around, right? Like, I've got my own house, like, come to me type thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was about a week or so before we sort of eventually, you know, met up and, you know, you exchanged photos and, you know, she was happy with what she saw and I was happy with what I saw. And, yeah, it was just electric and it was just awesome, you know, finally being able to, you know, fuck a girl that I was really attracted to and, and liked yeah, in the ass and to sort of do that experience and you sit back and you reflect afterwards and you're just like, fuck, are you real? Right. And now um, what was there an issue because she did have a relationship or at first was it like, oh, this is cool. I could just like F her in the ass, you know, and have fun <laughs> and I don't need to, you know, we don't have to deal with anything else. She's got her boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, how, like, what was, did it they start were... out like intimate, like in other areas? It was, it was mainly a physical thing. She had permission to sort of, you know, go and, and have physical tricep. And it was also a relationship that was on its last legs. So it didn't really last that long from when we started talking, you know, on a more personal sexual level. Mm-hmm. And then eventually after sort of a month or two, through various reasons, you know, she ended that relationship. And I think it was the right thing for her. Not because, you know, it allowed her to you know, be with me, for instance, but just it freed up a lot of other other things in her life that were, were stopping her from doing what she could do and achieve. Right. Now, I know you said you're a little bit older than her. What was your relationship history at that moment? Had you ever been married? Were you divorced? Were you single? I had, yeah. So I was, I was divorced or going through a divorce at mm-hmm. the time. That was quite bad. You know, every relationship I've ever had, women have cheated on me, which oh, interesting. You know, hasn't been good. Whilst I, I'll, I'll go around and I'll, I'll fuck lots of things and I'll do lots of crazy things, 
if I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm committed mm-hmm. unless, you know, there's open trusted agreements of like, hey, yep, you can go play with that girl or that guy or, or whatever. Like, I'm cool, you know, and we, yeah. we've got that understanding. But, you know, when I'm when I'm with someone, like, it's sort of like tunnel vision, you know, the rest of the world doesn't exist to me. And, yeah, a lot of my history just that got thrown in my face and, you know, I experienced bad women that weren't the right women and I think that's part of why I developed this side of me that really enjoys, you know, like a strong mistress type experience, you know, I identify as a switch, you know, I like to call it almost like a werewolf sort of experience, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll go from my normal dominant state to just being in this sort of depraved sexual state and and you're wanting to be a slave for the girl that I'm with and, you know, my partner is absolutely amazing. She wasn't, she hadn't ever experienced anything like that until I explained that part of my brain and, and my desires to her. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a gradual build up and it's now at a point where she'll be nagging me to going, when's slave coming out? You know, like, <laughs> I want a pump, I want a this, uh-huh. I want a that. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it, that, that part, that light will turn on soon, don't worry. It's not something that I sort of force. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and that's sort of why I say it's like once in a blue moon, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, like, shit, we haven't had burgers for like six months. I really yeah. want a burger, you know? Uh, like, <laughs> no, but I even like how you said it's like kind of like the werewolf experience. Like something comes out every now and then and like you just turn into this, like you said, submissive little slave. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. But it's not, and you yeah, don't even yeah. know. I mean, you don't control it. It's just, it just sort of comes over you when the time is, you feel it. Yeah, exactly. And then look, sometimes she'll trigger it, right? She'll mm-hmm. send me a photo of her in like a latex outfit or, you know, and, and that will just sort of send me through the edge. It'll either make me go crazy dom and there's punishments to be had, or it will sort of put me into that slave mindset of like, how do I serve? I want you so bad. I'll do anything you say. Please, please, please type brain now you did say i think because my history and all this stuff that happened to me in the past that turned me into this or made me interested in a dom what do you mean by that i think because of the women i dated were they were they were dominant in their personality Mm -hmm. you know they were sort of mean girl types they walked all over me if you will and i think being so accustomed to that you know when you'd have moments of being treated nicely, it would just be super gratifying and it would just be like a desire to reach, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, what of I course. It's a, yeah, you know, 
yeah. And look, I'm a generous person with any partner I've had. I'll, I'll buy things. I've bought girls BMWs. I've bought oh you know, jewelry. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kitty, Kitty on her birthday, first birthday where she was my actual partner. You know, I, I took her to YSL and said choose a bag, and yeah, she nice. was like holding back tears, going, "What do you, What do you mean?" I'm like, "Choose a bag. Like, here's my card. Like, I'm going to the video game section." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, fun. She enjoys it. So. Mm-hmm. Listen, we talked. I talked uh, about this with somebody the other day. I don't know if you heard that episode, but it was like love language. You know, everyone has different yeah. sort of things that make them feel loved. I was talking about how mine is like presence, and it's not. It's not shallow <laughs> because I'm not that person at all. But it's like for some reason I judge somebody's feelings for me by their presence. Like you know, when I was little, mm. I would count the presence that my brother and sister got and they got more than me. I felt like my parents loved me less. And that's just like, that's what love language is. It doesn't make sense. I'm not a materialistic person. I'm not that way at all. I'm not a consumer. You know, Mm. it doesn't come from that place, but it is a certain love language. Mm. You like to do that. So you're, you know, a girl that likes that, you know, that, you know, that's like perfect. That's great. It's it's been exploited. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've had it exploited in the past. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, kitty my partner now she doesn't want for those sorts of things yeah but you know like i'll, I'll provide them and you know she's very grateful and loving and it's it's a good experience right so mm-hmm. yeah so wait it's interesting to me the psychology of why you feel you became a switch or you know tapped mm-hmm. into that part mm-hmm. of yourself because of your previous bad relationships and it was because Mm. they were so bad do you feel like you're recreated but somehow there's like a control of it or something like i don't i still don't know i can't get the connection but it's interesting to me yeah yeah it's possible i mean you know if you're a star sign person i'm a gemini so i I definitely feel as if i have two personalities Mm -hmm. one is you know is, is the primary the more dominant yeah. You know, I've been with Kitty, for example, you know, and I feel bad reflecting on it, but in the early parts of us, you know, hooking up and, and, and banging and those sorts of things, I wouldn't kiss her. What do you mean? Right. So, like, because I was so withdrawn emotionally from a bad divorce and oh, from right. thinking mm-hmm. of women in different ways, mm-hmm. we'd be intimate and she'd come around and, like, I'd kiss her body, but... It would be rare that I'd be like kissing her on the mouth, mm-hmm. and so it became very object-like. Yeah, um, and it took me a long time to, you know, really feel as if like, hey, I can love someone, I can be more affectionate in that way mm-hmm. to someone. Yeah. So that was a really interesting thing um, about how I treated partners or women or, or people. Um, when I was going through that sort of emotional state. Obviously now, like, we'll kiss all the time and those sorts of things, but you reflect on it and, you know, maybe I was a bit mean and the dominant side was too restrictive, you know, to mm-hmm. have that emotional connection. You know, and in that world, you know, we talk about aftercare, right? Yeah. You know, you go through a role or a scene or whatever you call it and you want to make sure the person's, you know, happy and they've come out of that state and, you know, things are good. So wait, okay, so let me get past that because I'm always harping on things. Sometimes I don't, I think people are like, get back to the story, Kathy. (laughs) So wait, so, you know, here you are just kind of being physical with her and having great sex. She's a co-worker Mm -hmm. of yours or works for you. I mean, when does it start to turn into a relationship? So we were were both sort of, 
yeah, single, having fun. You know, we worked together for a little while and, and we had some antics at work, which were fun. And I would say after about two years of, you know, the, the friends would benefit, her being a best friend to me, you know, not just the physical friend. It got to a point where I was sort of like, I think I love this girl and I think I want to sort of make things a bit more concrete mm-hmm. with this girl. And, you know, do I really feel comfortable, you know, watching her go out on dates and, and to experience other guys and because that was still happening, right? Like we were both sort of, you know, more so her than me dating and, and trying to sort of find normal whilst we were still sort of having fun on the side. And yeah, something clicked and sort of wanted to make it more concrete. And, you know, I sort of, yeah, just asked her that question, you know, like, do you want to make this more serious? You know, you want to be my girlfriend? This is how I feel. Um, and she felt the same way. Um, it took me another three or four months, I think, before I said I love you because mm-hmm. that was a, another blocker I had, I think, through all the past traumas that I had with women. Yeah. Um, just being able to sort of feel as if I could do that again you know, and to sort of allow myself to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, we sort of just have gone strength to strength, which has been good and it's evolved. Um, yeah, I'm big on trying to realize goals or dreams or achievements you know not only in business and work but also the sexual side right so as we you know we we got deeper and deeper into our our kinks and and what we wanted and you know we we sort of discovered like hey let's let's play with other people and we started going to swingers club Mm -hmm. which was an awesome experience she learned more about the submissive side of me not just the dominant side which she was obviously accustomed to but that submissive side is also you know the appropriate labels probably bisexual on a physical sense you know on an emotional sense i would never date a guy i would never kiss a guy i can easily get the ick or, or turned off from a bloke that's that's interested because of just different characteristics that you know will just go no nah, i'm not nah, not playing with you you know you know one of the one of the fun things that we would do and i think i told you this in my email to you was i'm a sort of try anything once type of person when it comes yeah. to sexual things and so we'd give each other like tasks or like challenges right like go and do this and one that I've got for her at the moment is next time we go to this swingers club I said to her we're not leaving until you've blown 10 guys oh interesting right Mm -hmm. yeah and it's sort of a bit of a challenge it hypes things up and it gets you excited I guess Um, and for her like when I've been in my really deep submissive states she'll say to me like I want you to go to a gay um, cruise lounge and I want you to go and like you know blow a couple of guys and then I want you to tell me all about them all the different dicks and all this sort of stuff and you know that power play um, we both really enjoy mm-hmm. when did was your first hookup with a guy you know when did you because I know that you said when you were younger <clears throat> you started out thinking about that and I yeah. do know that there was this whole thing where like you charged up a lot of you know you were like into phone sex when you were like a little kid and charged up a lot and you yeah. really got in trouble. So, you know, when did your when did you have your first experience with the guy? Was it when you were way younger? Yeah, so I was, I was 18, but um, my interest in it was probably when I was about 15, 16. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a funny story. Um, you know, this girl that I was seeing when I was 15, 16, and, you know, just through, I think, probably becoming addicted to online porn when I was a kid, a teenager, 
you'd sort of look and you'd start to go into different rabbit holes of different things. And I remember discovering strap-on porn and sort of, you know, pegging and, you know, buy sort of threesomes and those sorts of things. And um, I don't remember how it came up with the girl at the time, but um, she was really understanding. And she's like, oh, do you think you're gay? And I said, oh, look, I don't think I'm gay. I just think, you know, I'm really curious about, trying different experiences mm-hmm. you know i'd watch porn and i'd notice the girl that i'm into but also you know that guy's got a, a nice looking dick like you know i'll go search for videos that have that guy in it because i wanted to match up the girls that i liked with a good dick right like mm-hmm. i didn't want to see porn where there's a hot girl you know fucking the fat guy or you know fucking the small dick guy right like that was just not a thing that i was i was wanting to experience so anyway the funny story was was that she's she had a couple of gay friends and she borrowed one of their pornos and we're in her room and she puts this this video in the dvd and she's like here let's watch it if you get hard you're gay you're into men and so i'm <laughs> sitting there watching it and you know i've got you know I'm, I'm like half naked right and she's sort of like you know flicking my dick and she's like you know, anything, what do you think? Do you like him? Do you like that one? <laughs> and I'm just like, this is fucking weird. I, I, I don't know. So nothing happened. And she was really understanding, really fun about it all. But yeah, so my first time with a guy, I was 18. Um, I'd had these thoughts and this desire to sort of want to try blowing a guy or sort of being with a guy. And I sort of bit the bullet. I went through like the classifieds in the local newspaper, found a guy that, you know, offered sort of massage or services and so i booked him and i drove like you know 20 30 minutes from my house you know i was 18 i was nervous as hell um and this like sort of mid-30s guy opens the door he was shorter than me i'm six foot three so i'm I'm a big guy and when i was you know 18 i was in the gym six days a week so i was sort of you know like i looked after myself and you know this mid-30s sort of dad bod type of guy opens the door and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. The house was a bit bit run down. It's sort of, I wouldn't go back again type thing, you know, sort of, you know, is it safe? Yeah. And anyway, we go through to his bedroom and he sort of puts on some straight porn for me. Obviously, he's met a bunch of curious guys before. He puts on some straight porn. He's like, oh, I just sit on the bed. Like, let's just relax. And, you know, he starts touching me and undressing me. And I'm sort of still really sort of like almost shaking like it's cold, you know, like, just super nervous and anxious and eventually like you know he starts blowing me and a couple of minutes later yeah i'm like fuck it i'm here to do this i need to try it i need to see whether i like it or not and so i'm like hey can i blow you and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. so i start blowing him that goes on for like five ten minutes max and then just something in my head clicked i'm just like no nah, i need to leave I'm not feeling this and so i sort of stopped i'm like look mate here's your money thank you but i need to go um so it's all over and like 30 minutes max and then i didn't act on it for years is it because um, it freaked you out you think like because of that moment yeah, yeah. look it, it, it yeah it freaked me out i think it was wrong situation wrong person you know the, the build-up was weird like i went straight after work you know like i was still in you know business clothes and just sort of yeah it was just definitely not the right way to to try that experience mm-hmm. so you waited and then, so years went by yeah yeah, years went by. I didn't explore any of that with my ex-wife. She was very vanilla. She was very judgmental. I remember she found 
some of the like strap-on pegging DVDs that I'd hidden in my room um, when I was like 21, 22. And she flipped out, like went full crazy as if I cheated on her. And it was like this big sort of breakdown thing. And I sort of said like, you know, I'm not gay. I'm, I'm not, you know, whatever. It straightened itself out. Years went by. And so I had this big part of my brain where I felt like I was sort of, you know, an animal in a cage. I couldn't let out one side of me yeah. that wanted to, to do different things and, you know, to try different acts and to explore, right? Because I was with someone who didn't want any of that. And anyway, getting divorced was the best thing because obviously I was free, right? I was free to go and explore and to go do different things. And, you know, I went and, you know, saw prostitutes, you know, I saw... Male and female, right? Well, I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw, you know, male, female. I went to male sex uh, sex clubs. Yeah, you know, and they're really funny. It's like a movie where you see like the Turkish baths. Right. And there's men in towels walking around. Half of them are creepy and you'd be like, I'm never touching you. Get away from me. Some are okay. But the good thing about it was the anonymity because there'd be glory hole rooms. And so I'd right. go into a glory hole room and then just sort of, you know, wait. And, you know, I'd you know, blow a couple of guys or whatever, and that'd be me, I'd be done. I'd have guys that were, like, trying to touch me, you know, like when you're sort of, like, waiting in between different areas where the spa or the pool is or the different sort of sex rooms. And a lot of the time it sort of, like, freaked me out, like, let me do my thing, you know, discreetly. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I just, you know, like, just want to go and sort of, you know, blow a dick in a hole type thing, and then I'm done. So, yeah, so, like, there was a couple of experiences there. And that's when sort of Kitty came into the picture, uh, which has been great. Like I said, we've we, we go to a swingers club now mm-hmm. probably once a month, once every two months. And the really cool thing is that they're themed, right? Like they have different theme nights and events, and so that allows us to sort of you know bring out these different personas or desires that we have and really explore that. Like they have a night where it's for you know like bisexual people, so. The whole point of the night is that there'll be guys playing with guys and girls playing with girls, and that's the norm. Mm-hmm. Other nights, it will be like a masquerade or it will be a club theme, like, you know, like wear like festival gear and all that sort of stuff. And there's even one party where it's like a gangbang, right? And there's, you know, 80 single guys or, or guys in general and 10 women. And there's beds, and it's just like you're here to bang and service the women that have gangbang fantasies. Right. So we haven't gone to that one yet. I think it's on Kitty's <laughs> list. I think it's but... on everyone's fucking list. Because let me tell you, when I put out an episode, <laughs> no, I'm just going to tell you, I could see by my download numbers, like what's really super popular, mm. what's lower on the list, you know, and I know. And let me tell you, gang bangs. Always. I mean, there is something <laughs> yep. about that. It must be everyone's like hottest fantasy or something because it is the most downloaded you know, genre, I don't know, or topic that I have. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the big taboo thing, right? You yeah, know, I to guess. Go, that, that girl or that guy, you know, they, they want five or six people at once. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like they want to be, you know, in a smorgasbord. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it sets all the lights off in people's brains. But that's interesting that that swingers club has a bisexual night and men can be bi because I have heard mm. from other swingers who I talk to there and, you know, mm-hmm. their biggest gripe, especially for guys that are, you know, once in a while want to hook up with a guy is that mm-hmm. it's not it's a little bit frowned upon or not really still accepted within that community. So I think it's cool that your club that you go to 
is very mm-hmm. open about that and welcomes it yeah, and they have a night is. about it, right? Yeah, yeah, like they even have an all-girls night, so there's mm-hmm. no men, right? Yeah, so yeah. if you're a female that's interested or, or curious and you want a safe space, like yeah. off you go, um, which is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of venues and places that, a CD, a dodgy, and you don't know whether you feel safe there. But this particular venue is, is yeah, is really good, and they have the buy night. I think once every two months. It's not mm-hmm. sort of a, a weekly thing. Um, but the last time we were there, there was like a hundred people. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you enjoy seeing her with other people? Does she enjoy seeing you with guys? How does that sort of dynamic work? Does she ever see? Because you have an obviously an open relationship. I just don't know how it's set up. Like, is it just that you guys play with others yeah, at look, clubs? It's, it's, yeah, look, it's, it's open to a, a sense of we play together, right. not alone. I guess me being the, the male, it's this the role of, yep, we'll play with you or no, we won't. Mm-hmm. The, the bouncer, if you will, right, to get to get to her. And it happens a lot. There'll, there'll be guys that'll be like, you know, when are you guys going to play? Have you had any fun yet? And we had a guy once who, he, he, yeah, he had a few drinks, but he would have asked me six times, like, you know, oh when are you guys going to play? Like, are you keen? Yeah. And I'm like, mate, when I'm ready, I'll come get you. Like, I know who you are. If if I think it's good, you'll you'll know, right? Yeah. Like, it'll be on. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't get the picture. But so she she likes seeing me with guys, and and, and how we do that dynamic is she'll join in, right? So. Right. Um, we'll be blowing a guy together, and, and she really loves that. She's never seen me get fucked by a guy. That's something that's on the list. As It's a hard thing to prepare for, right? Either you can prepare for anal and go somewhere and be like, cool, I'm ready, where's the dick? But you don't find any <laughs> dick, right? Yeah. And it's like, shit, I've put in all the pre-work for nothing. <laughs> or you can go and turn up and be like, oh, I'm not not keen for this tonight yeah and there's the perfect dick you're like shit (laughs) yeah like i really wanted you to fuck me tonight but i'm not like where's the bathroom where's the yeah yeah um so that hasn't happened but it's something that's on the list um she had fantasies of you know being tag team as they say or having two guys at once and you know we wanted to sort of find someone that a was was clean and looked all right you know, met some sort of size requirements, you know, because she doesn't want a guy that's got a small dick, unfortunately, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to really see that either. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just preferences that we both have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we found a guy on on FetLife, right, an online sort of kink group. And, you know, we sort of said, like, hey, we go to these parties, love talking to you. Your photos are good. You like our photos. If you can get through the vetting process to get in, like, we'll have a drink with you at a, at a bar beforehand. Yeah. And we'll go in together, buy a ticket. If we don't match when we're naked type thing and the vibe's not there, mm-hmm. you've got 50, 60 other couples, women floating around to go get get your nut off. Yeah, that's kind of a um, good setup. Yeah. And look, it worked really well. You know, the guy was there, you know, and we, we had a threesome. He was somewhat bi-curious and was similar to me. You know, he wanted a mistress and those sorts of things. That type of play... Obviously, we weren't prepared for, so it didn't happen. But, you know, like it was still you a good time. You mean the anal with know, him? Sort of, what type yeah, of play like that didn't with him Or he and I blowing each other or anything like that. So the, the focus was about Kitty, right? And so right, giving okay. her two guys at once and, and that sort of a experience. And, you know, it went really well. It was a good night. I spoke to the guy the next day and he stayed until like 3 a.m. The club used to close at 3 a.m. And he said he played with another couple of 
a couple of people and you know had a really good night and you know thanked us for you know sharing that that venue and and what he'd be able to experience there not just with us yeah, but with yeah, others yeah. so that's been good this year like it's it's a regular thing for us to try and do there's a couple of things left on on the bucket list if you will mm-hmm. some are more difficult to organize than others and so yeah we're sort of just gradually going through that as it happens we were there a week ago and you know we were in a foursome with another couple which was great um a foursome we're was, at the club yeah mm-hmm yeah, at this club, and it was funny that the guy that was there apparently he'd come five times that night, and I felt bad because we're we're playing, and you know the girls start blowing, you know, Kitty's blowing me, and this girl's blowing her partner, and it just felt like the blowjob fest, and so we got a private room, and you know that his girl went to start blowing him again, and I'm like, no, 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 let's let's please the girls, right? So I throw the girls on the bed, start you know going down on them. I was like, let's make them come, mate. Like, you just sat here for half an hour, you know, getting blown by your girlfriend or, or Kitty's helping her out, right? He's getting two for one. I'm like, what are we doing? Is spice it up. And it was interesting, yeah, the guy, I think he just too much to drink or he'd come too many times and couldn't stay hard. And, and so I felt bad because his partner and then Kitty was helping, kept sucking this guy's dick until he eventually came. And I'm sort of just there watching. It was really hot in this room. I think the air conditioner broke or something, but I'd come once and I went to get water and they're still going. This guy's just, you know, lazy as shit. Just, you know, everyone <laughs> just keeps sucking my dick. And I'm like, has, any, has anyone come yet? And, you know, yeah. Kitty's like, you know, yeah, you made, you made me come a few times, right? Like, you know, with mouth and hands. And I ask his girl, like, have you come yet? She's like, no. I'm like, fuck, how do we make you come? She's like, oh, I don't know if I will. I came earlier today. And I just feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boyfriend says, he's like, oh, come on, keep sucking me. I'm just like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so there's some interesting dynamics that that happen in these types of places, which I'm sure you've heard before. Yeah, no, I mean, you always hear something new, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter Mm. how many stories I've heard, I always hear a new one. I mean, you'll be interested in the one that comes out on Sunday. It's a guy who like has a sets up swinger situations with his wife, but she has no idea. He's like sort of setting up all these threesomes that they have. She thinks they're just (laughs) random. But wait, so you only play at the club. Do you ever go and meet anybody outside and set up threesomes in your home or is it only at that swingers club? Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. home is off limit. We, We both work in high profile business technology companies Uh so we need to be discreet and careful with what we do and how we do things yeah um so the home is off limits we we vet and we we talk and weed out people quite a lot Mm -hmm. just to make sure that there's you know similar mindsets with people um the club is just a safe place i think we might we may find someone eventually like if we're out you know to dinner and we got a nightclub you know go to drinks you know pick someone up at a bar i think that's all fine um, that may happen, um, mm-hmm. but it's not something we've tried to do. Now, with Kitty, do you watch her have sex with other guys? Like, do you have any rules yeah. or boundaries? I mean, like, everything's sort of on the table, except you don't play separately, but you do full swaps and all mm. that kind of stuff. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. So I've seen her with other guys, whether it's, yeah, she's there and she's blowing two guys at once, and I'm sort of just there watching, you know, like, 
I'll be grabbing her hair and, and whispering things in her ear, like, you know, be a good girl, make them both come. Mm-hmm. And so that dominant side in me comes out. Yeah, interesting, um, right? The switch, your switch. I guess, yeah, yeah. So do, do I enjoy it? It's an interesting feeling because there's a part of me that's like, that's my girl, this is weird. Yeah. But the big part of me that likes to see her fulfill her fantasies, to see her in pleasure, in enjoyment, that takes over. Yeah, and I've so heard I'm that like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, go, go, do. The main rule is obviously, you know, use protection. Like, I'm the only one that will ever, you know, fuck her without a condom. She doesn't really kiss guys, although, she, like, you know, she has. But, we like, that's an intimate thing, right, to be kissing someone. Um, as weird yeah. as that sounds compared to, like, hey, I just blew someone, right? Um, no, but intimate. everyone understands that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so look, that's the main thing, and I think one of the main reasons why I'm there, I'm watching, is it's just a safety thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't know how another guy is just going to go, oh, here's some free pussy, like, I'm just going to shove my dick in and just pump her as hard as I can, Yeah. right? And just, like, hurt hurt your partner. And so, yeah, like, yeah, I've seen her do a lot of things. She hasn't done anal with anyone else yet. You know, getting DP'd is, is on the list. But it's a, it's a trust thing, right? You know, and again, you don't want someone just to, you know, like I don't know how I'd be as a protector and as a partner, you know, if someone's mistreating her or they've crossed a boundary, right? Like they start slapping her face, you know, right. or, you know, just being too rough. Like you don't know how you're going to be in that situation. And, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that's, you know, grab someone else off you, your partner and just, you know, throwing them into a wall and be like, you know, fuck off, mate. Of course. And I'm sure it's more, yeah. and that's probably why, you know, the club scenario really works because yeah, you're in public. There's so many. Yeah, of course. Now, in mm. your other relationships, I'm wondering, I, I forgot to ask, like, were any, did you try to have this kind of relationship with any of your previous, like, relationships as far as, like, going to swingers clubs or opening up your, you know, no. or have threesomes? Nothing. No, I, 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 I had tried sharing the wanting to be pegged and and then that sort of thing before mm-hmm. um i i tried sharing that with my 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 ex-wife yeah didn't go well um <laughs> you know accused me of being gay or yeah. or, or things like that right yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a good situation and so it sort of made me repress a lot of those desires and feelings and like i said i felt like you know, I was a an animal in a cage, right? Like there was this big part of my brain that I could let out, I couldn't explore, I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, go yeah. and do. So, yeah, look, that was probably really it. You know, there's there's a, there's a lot of fear, right? Like I think it's a big thing to to tell a partner, like, hey, I want you to finger me in the ass, or I totally, want you, to, yeah. you know, to to get a strap on or, or whatever, or even to go like, hey, once every so often. Yeah, I think about blowing a guy or like I'd like a guy to fuck me eventually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like to share those feelings. More often than not, the other person will react badly. Yeah. And their view of you will turn. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier just to keep it under wraps. Totally. I think that's that happens more than it doesn't. And I understand that. It's Mm. very scary to really put all the things that you're into just really on the table because like you said a lot of times people are not going to react well and then their whole vision of you changes it could ruin a relationship yeah yeah exactly i mean there were little things that i'd share like most partners have known that i've got a fetish for you know i'm a bit like a cat so like shiny pants and leggings and you know latex sort of leather material into that yeah Uh uh-huh yeah oh is that wait is that why your girl is called kitty 
Or did she make that up no, or did you I, make that up? Is it because you're into fucking cats? I, <laughs> or you think you're a cat? <laughs> or no, is that just no. a coincidence? I, it's just a coincidence. She oh, made yeah. it up when we, we made the Fet Life profile. She's like, I need a name. What's my name? And Oh, she's you know, perfect. She's you're rattling off different things. And yeah, she settled on, on Kitty something something. Okay, anyway, we go on. We don't really use the profile anymore. But yeah, so like she, she, she laughs because, you know, like I said, I'm a little bit older, so... Oh, like the other day we were watching The Matrix, for instance, and, you mm-hmm. know, the start of The Matrix, you see, you know, Trinity, and she's in this sort of, like, latex cat suit, and as it's, you know, the opening scene's going, she's sort of looking at me, and she's like, I know why you like this movies, and I'm laughing, and I'm like, no, no, it's not because of that, and then I was a big fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when I was, you know, like 14, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's parading around killing vampires in, like, tight leather pants, and... All this is stuff, right? So I think these deep-rooted things that, plus I, you know, I, I like anime and then sort of, you know, those sorts of things. And, and so I think it all built up to a point where if I saw a girl, you know, in public with a nice body and she's got like just your typical sort of like, you know, shiny fake leather pants on, like my brain would just stop. It sounds creepy to say, but like I'd turn around and like I'd walk a couple of steps like mesmerized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you like know? maybe a fetish. Yeah, maybe it was a fetish. Maybe yeah. it's a fetish of yours yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely a fetish. And look, it's 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 carried across. I mean, it wasn't really a fashion thing until probably the last five years. And yeah. the fact that it's become fashionable. Yeah, like, perfect for I've, you. <laughs> I've just loved every minute. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's difficult at work, like if you're at a conference or you're in a meeting and there's an attractive person and she's got like this, you know, tight leather skirt on and you're just like, fuck, how am I supposed to talk about, you know, <laughs> revenue numbers and forecasting and projections, yeah. you know, with this across the table from me. And Kitty will exploit that, you know, many years ago when we worked together, she'd turn up, you know, to work, you know, in, in these sort of like outfits and she send me a message going, good luck focusing today. And I just like, oh, <laughs> fuck you. Like, this is, this, this, you know, I need to go home. Or there's even been times where, like, I've had to go and, like, just jerk off, relieve myself because it's just too much, mm-hmm. you know, at, at work. So, yeah. So, like, that's that's a fetish that I have. Does she enjoy seeing you? Though. Yeah, uh, sure. Wait, does she enjoy seeing you with other women or m- more so um, seeing you with it guys? Hasn't, it hasn't happened a lot. It hasn't happened a lot. Mm hmm. She, yeah, she enjoyed it. The other, like recently, probably the most recent one we had, there was a girl involved, a sort of, you know, threesome, and her and the girl were blowing me. And uh, then I was going down on the girl, and Kitty was like, you know, sucking her tits and kissing her. And so that went really well. And I sort of reflected back, like, how did you feel? You're the only girl for many years that's made me come, right? Because every, every time we play, if I need to come, like, I'll go to her. Oh, okay. And be mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, finish me type thing. Yeah. And so, so far, you know, she's the only girl that's made me come in, in many years. But I think it's getting to a point where she's, not that she's against it, but she's happy to see that or explore that and see how that makes her feel. And if she's comfortable with it, then sure, like I'll, I'll go and do it and explore it. But if she's not, I'm fine. Right. Now, because you had all this, these people that cheated on you before, is there any kind of ever it could go either way i think like it could maybe be Mm. very healing to have it just in front of you and work that out and not have that anymore and have to deal with it or it could be triggering like do you feel like it has done anything to your trust issues to go like the opposite way you know because you would think someone like oh you got cheated on so much and now here you are allowing your girl to like fuck other people it's probably made me numb a bit 
Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I, I think, interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think seeing that, experiencing that, you know, there's probably a part of me or anyone where it's like, okay, this is normal. Like, this is how interactions are. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, they happen through younger years, so right? So, you know, maturity takes over, you know, and you start to learn that they were just bad people, bad experiences, yeah. a trusting partner, a trusting relationship. These things are okay. These things are normal. And you can experience a lot of enjoyment together if you have that trust and that openness. Right. Um, now, did your ex-wife cheat on you too? Is that why that relationship ended or no? She did. She did yep. too? Yep, oh, okay. Did. Yeah. So to go into this one and be so open, like who was the person or is was it just because you guys were so sexually charged for each other and you were able to be so open about what you were into that you guys were just always? It just, I corrupted her. You did? <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah, this I, is... I, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is a girl that sent you a picture of a like a pink dildo up her ass while she was dating another guy. So you didn't corrupt <laughs> her so much, okay? She was down from... like true, She true. wasn't yeah, some I'll, vanilla I'll girl in the office that no. was like, you know, didn't know what anal meant. I'm, I'm quite persuasive. So the, the psychology behind getting into someone's head and getting a need or wants i I really enjoy you know i've worked in sales my life you know corporate Uh world yeah and so i the the hunt if you will yeah is is a big psychological thing for me and so you're right look i I didn't fully corrupt her that was always there (laughs) i guess (laughs) yeah she was corruptible she was waiting for you okay she needed she wanted someone like you said you guys were like soulmates i mean maybe you know you were both these people that had all these things that you were open to and you're both very sexual Mm -hmm. and curious Mm -hmm. and down to and open to try things Mm. oh look absolutely i mean the other night you know we were sitting watching you know, Love Island on, on TV, yeah. you know, smashing up lots of tequila together. And we ended up having like a two-hour conversation, you know, just reviewing and reflecting on, you know, some of the parties or the sexual encounters we've had. And like, you know, did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy that? Why didn't you like this? Why did you like that? And and yet we're like sort of connecting with each other. And I think we're really good at doing that. The communication has yeah. always been really strong. And like I said, I think you can have a soulmate in life, but I'm a big believer that you can have a sexual soulmate, someone who just gets you sexually. You know, and, and I think anyone, if they reflect on whether it's a, a partner from a relationship or whether it's someone that's had as like a, a fuck buddy, you know, you can sort of look back and go like all the sex was good, all the chemistry was good. We didn't click on like a personal level, but when it came to the physical, like that Everything was fucking worked. great. Yeah. And I do think, yeah. and I said this on my last pod, my podcast with, I think his name was Richard, you know, him and his girl, when they met mm. up, they were just like very open about their shit from the get go. But mm-hmm. he, he was cheating on his girl with her. Like it was just a sexual relationship. And I do think because you touched upon this in the beginning, like how, you know, it's very mm. scary to tell your partner like all the things that you're into. But mm. in a weird way, the fact of like the timing of you meeting her was almost perfect because 
you probably yeah. the last thing you were thinking about or wanting was a relationship. So you guys were just like, let's fuck. And Correct. The, you know, so it, it you didn't she wasn't thinking, Oh, I gotta be like the girl that he wants to take home to thank you know, Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. So yeah. she's like, I'll just be yeah. my freaky self and I'll put you know, with there's no fear of mm. the relationship Absolutely. not working out because you went in as like fuck buddies and it was just a sexual thing. And in I yep. think that works in a way, you know, because it takes away yeah. all that those fears that most people have when you're, you know, going on a date. If you met someone on Match.com, it's going to be a different, mm. you know, uh, path to being open. Yeah. Whereas in these kinds of situations, like I said it with him too, in a weird way, it kind of worked that you guys were just mm. so open from the get-go because, and it was easier because you were going in in a purely sexual way. It's a lot harder yeah, than the yeah, person look, going in knowing, oh, I'm trying to get this guy or this girl to date me and I'm really looking for a serious relationship. Yeah, ag agreed. And look, I think the other thing for me and maybe other people will identify the same is yeah. that I feel like I was at a point because I was, I was, like I said, I was in my late 20s when I got divorced. Yeah. I'm only early 30 now, so I've been divorced for about seven years. And I was at a point where I almost didn't give a fuck. Yeah, so that's what I mean. I would yeah, like you know, like yeah, like we've got we've got chemistry, but what are you into? And if I didn't hear, I guess the right things that I knew I wanted, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, cool, we're not compatible. Like, let's go separate ways. I think that was a big part of it as well, to sort of go, here's most of my cards, not the super kinky fetish ones. Yeah, you'll get to them later. But yeah. if the the default cards like you link up with mm -hmm. then cool we'll go to date two or date three whatever yeah but you had gone to a point where you like you were you know and it's a weird kind of turning point in someone's life but i think that that's typically how it goes is that like look you were cheated on you had all this like really bad history and you could never mm. really be who you were that it just took being so fucking shot down so many times that you're like <laughs> down and yeah. out for the count that you were like finally like fuck it like i'm just gonna be myself and yeah. and that's yeah. and that's that's where it's shifted for you where, where and it came mm. from this place of like fuck it you know but it actually mm. was uh, a turning point a good uh, it was something positive for you because you're eight, yeah. now you're in this great relationship she's not going to mm. cheat on you she doesn't have to you know correct you're not going to yeah. relive that story that you did with all those other people. So it's like mm, you maybe, mm. you know, you, you, you conquered that one and now you're, you know, at a different place in your life, which is great. Now, do you guys live together? We do. We do. So obviously with COVID happening, she used to live about 40 minutes away and mm -hmm. she'd stay over most, most nights, a couple of nights a week type thing. And I sort of just said, yeah, like, Hey, you're welcome to come live with me. I've got multiple empty bedrooms, you know, yeah. or you can stay in my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, she was she was happy to do that. She hadn't really li she had lived out of home, like different bits and pieces with other boyfriends, but it was the first time I think she sort of like properly moved and you know pack up her stuff and you know leave leave the nest. And yeah, it's it's been about two years, year and a half now, and we've had a few lockdowns in in Sydney with COVID, and yeah. you know that brought us together, both working from home, so. You know, we're in each other's faces quite a lot. Yeah. So I think if you don't like the person on many levels, not just sexual, and you're around them so much, then shit can go sideways and it hasn't. It's it's just made it stronger. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. 
I just remembered yeah. you were like, oh, yeah, she's hiding in the other room because it's like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> you know, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story as well as your relationship with Kitty. Yeah, look, I know she's she's keen to talk to you as well. She was, um, I didn't tell her that I'd emailed you. And oh. so I sent her a screenshot of your reply saying like, yeah, I'd love to talk to you yeah. while she was in a meeting. And she's like, I can't process this right now. I'll call you in an hour. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm just laughing. And she's like, you actually emailed her. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wants to talk to both of us. And she's like, fuck, what did you say? I need to see what you said. <laughs> oh, my God. You said a lot. You sent me a really good email because you broke it down separately. Like there was bullets of all my stuff and this is all her stuff. And thank you for the email. Awesome. Thank you for your story. Yeah. Thanks, Kathy. Have a good day. Thank you. Oh, wait. So before we go, I forgot to ask you, can you send some pics in of you guys for the Patreon? Yeah, absolutely. We can send some discreet photos in. Uh, we're on Instagram as well under Switch oh. by a Couple. What is the name so on Instagram again? Say it again. Switch by Couple. Switch by Couple couple okay i'll put that in the description mm -hmm. it's s-w-i-t-c-h-b-i and then couple c-o-u-p-l -E. correct all right awesome i'll yep. make sure to put that in and send me some pics and i look forward to talking we'll to kitty it. thanks thanks again for calling in thanks kathy bye hey everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.